Okay, hello. So, um, today we're going to be talking about UFO cases where there's an after effect. So after people effects, get, be sick, yeah, poly, sickness and that. You know. So not just looking at Venus. And, no, 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 no. We're just doing no. the, the effects so, um, afterwards. As the skeptics might say, you know, oh, yeah, Venus, yeah. but they don't explain a sickness. So we're getting on to that. But before we touch on that, I just wanted to say a big hello to everybody in New, New Zealand. Zealand. Hello. Um, we were looking at the stats the other day, and we were going from like having like, like ten people listening in New Zealand to like 182 in a week. Absolutely so amazing. I don't know what's happened out there. Maybe one of you can <laughs> let let me know. But um, we wanted to put out a plea, really, for anybody, because obviously we get people listening from various different countries. And actually, one of the competitions for when we get a T-shirt is going to be if you can name. You know, the closest person to get the top 10 countries that will listen to yep. us will get a free t-shirt. Free t-shirt but, and, but, and um, a fantastic t-shirt. We'll tell you well. when that competition's live. Like, But um, we'll probably put it on Facebook and that. If you if you are in one of these countries listening to us, like you know New Zealand, that we've mentioned, obviously Canada, you guys supporting us, you know. Yep, fantastic. You've shot up as well. Australia, again, fantastic. Yep. So all these countries, if you are in one of these countries, though, that obviously it's not UK, basically, is what I'm saying, and you know one of these strange stories... Then get in touch with us. Either yep. go to the website or email us dbtrpodcast at gmail dot com. Just let us know these, you know these, you know these isolated, yeah. you know, creepy stories. Yeah, let us well, know. That, just that, let us that, know. That are more located to your location, and you'll be mentioned on the show as well. Absolutely. So, um, also, if there's any free oldies out there, you know, if you've got any big houses, you know, I don't mind a free old in here yeah. <laughs> in Australia or wherever you are. But, I don't um, mind. But yeah, so um, yeah, and that, st- and I just wanted to mention some what we call a paranormal hangout, which is the Facebook group. Yeah, it's going really good. It's if going you, really good, mate. Again, if you if you go into the um, description, you'll find the link there. You just click it, and you're in. I had a couple of conversations in there, and there was a you know Jody uh, Peterson in there. She put us onto the. She's from Australia, and she put us onto the Minmin lights. So I had a look into it. Yeah. And it, essentially, what they are is for. For the, for decades now, travellers have been travelling along the uh, stretch of Australia. And they've seen these lights over in the distance. I think it was a town called uh, Bulil somewhere. I don't know. It's Australian, but anyway, they uh, seen these things. And the, the first reporting was 1918, and they're still going on today. But cut a long story short, so basically, it's this balls balls of light, if you like. Over, but they're always seen to be on the horizon rather than up close and personal. Yep. But they seem to follow you as you're driving along. You're not in the eyes in a, in a picture. <laughs> they seem to follow you as you're driving along. They'll be so you know, watching coming you, alongside. So people have always thought like yeah. there's some sort of spirit like following you home yeah. and that. And the Aboriginals actually talk about these going right back. But a guy from the um, University of Queensland, I think it was, he's looked into it and he he's basically worked out what's going on. It's some sort of refraction uh, from the horizon they see, and it's uh, casting up this light and. And so you're seeing a light, what's basically around the horizon, if you like. So paranormal, maybe not, but that's what he thinks it is anyway. But um, a couple of other people in the group have mentioned things as we go along. And uh, Okay, so uh, yeah, Kale Gibson, he mentioned uh, a little brief something about a graveyard around him. Didn't yeah, um, Mr. Gibson, he said to us that uh, there is a cemetery close to my home that if you pat your ca- a car there at night, you can hear something walk around continually. Um, if there is a bright moon, the sound is always just out of sight. Likewise, if you turn on your parking lights, the sound will adjust distance to be just out of view. Mm, so it sounds like some sort of intelligence. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I, uh, uh, I said to him, uh, I said to Mr. Gibson, I said, did you ever feel threatened? He said, no, we never felt threatened or like I was being watched. 
but he's had some friends that have been uh, very unnerved by the sound and wanted to leave immediately. So there's something creeping about there. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, join the group, and uh, obviously you can read the yeah. stories in there. That's fair enough. And then we're going to be posting them to the blog as we go along as well, and you'll find the blog on the website. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so let's get into this uh, UFO After Effects then. I've got some fantastic stories, mate. So a bomb was going to blow you away. I don't know it's going to blow the listeners away because, you know, I came across this this morning. I thought, nah, nah, it's 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 shit. It's, it's got to be phony. But when you read into it, you know, it, it's so convincing. I said, well, I know I'll read it later on. You know, you know, but it's going to blow you away. But we've got some good stories, some good uh, reports for the show today. So you want to kick off or no? You can go. Okay, first. mate, I'll go right. Right, this is in... We, we did a show um, a couple of weeks ago about Rendlesham, didn't we? Yeah, with the Hillbilly about, Horror yeah, Stories. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. Great show. Um, so we've been a bit digging, and I found some um, for the show today about um, the UFOs and the effects, uh, people's encounters with UFOs and the effects. Anyway, dog walkers have reported their beloved pets becoming ill after being walked in Rendlesham Woods, uh, sorry, Forest, in Suffolk. But it's not the first time that the UFO mystery at Rendlesham has been linked to the unexplained sickness. The servicemen who saw the craft uh, in the 80s in Rendlesham Forest have since received a payout after being affected by radiation. Radiation, whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, to this day, it's still going on, Lee, okay? It's not in the 80s, it's still today. People walking their dogs, but I've just took a report really one now there are reports of dog cases getting sick after being walked along what is now known as the ufo trail a lady called caroline peters mm. she's from feltstead in essex is the latest to report her two dogs becoming ill after her visit she says they got so sick they were they almost died we were we were there for about an half an hour maybe an hour and a half maybe ruby one of the dogs was on the lead but sparky was on the lead we saw toadstools there, but they was ruled out. The vets ruled them out. Their tests showed nothing of any form of poisoning. Hmm. Uh, both dogs stayed overnight in intensive care, but are now are recovering. Hmm. But it's this is just one report. So that's what uh, I mean. Many, so the vets I mean? obviously thought it was some sort of dogs, yeah, you know, toadstools, mushrooms, mushrooms yeah, whatever. So not to be that. And for those who don't know, I should point out that the the Rendlesham Forest incident, where the incident. Allegedly took place. They've actually carved a trail through there where you can yeah, walk and yeah. see, you can see the clearing and all, and you know everything that happened on that night. That's actually you can actually go on the website. It's on that very and, trail that yeah. these people. So to me, to my mind, because there's quite a few dog walkers that said this, the dogs got sick traveling that trail. Quite a lot, yeah. So it's, I've just picked one out. So it's obviously, you know, if you know, I don't know if radiation's a loaded word, isn't it? But it seems like there's, there's something almost in the area of, that's still yeah, there, and it's obviously not enough to affect it. A fully grown person, but it's obviously affecting smaller dogs, and, yeah. uh, which is weird. But maybe the dogs are getting closer to the ground anyway. Yeah. Well, I wonder yeah, if I wonder yeah. if it's um, obviously it's not remnants from the eighties. I wonder if this this craft is coming back every now and again, and obviously Possible. people just not noticing it. But you don't know. I mean, it's obviously it's closer to the ground, so that with the craft lands on the ground, where a dog is close to the ground. But anyway, so, so um, don't walk your dogs there. Yeah. But you don't think people unless you're on a big vet's bill. Yeah. You know? But um. You want me to go then next? Yeah, you go yeah. next. Yeah, yeah. so we'll, 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 I've, I've got one of you. This is one of my favourite UFO after effect cases because it's called the Livingston incident, or sometimes it's called the 
Robert Taylor incident, and uh, it takes place up in Scotland, actually not too far from Falkirk, which there's a Falkirk triangle, yeah, a massive yeah, yeah, UFO uh, yeah. scene there all the time. But um, I like to call this one the Bob Taylor, aka the Scotsman who got run over by a UFO case, because that's essentially yeah, yeah. what happens. <laughs> but um, and he wasn't drinking. No, no. Yeah, this is early morning. Yeah. That's yeah. the first thing I said to you. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he was. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, being Scottish and all yeah, that. Being, he had yeah. a few whiskeys after it happened, but um, but not before. <laughs> yeah. But it actually takes place on the it was a Friday morning, ninth uh, of November, nineteen seventy nine, and this is in the Darkmont Woods, which is in Livingston, like I say. His name's Robert Taylor, but everyone called him Bob Taylor, so we'll call him Bob. So Bob was a forestry forestry worker, and he used to sit out in the morning to on his quick patrol, just making sure no ski um, ski no sheep had escaped overnight. And uh, he used to go out with his red setter, I think it was, and just walk this trail. Anyway, so he's walking, nothing's amiss, no, everything's going fine. And then he turns the corner to towards his clearing, and he sees this object sitting there. Now, he says this object was hovering above the ground. He says it was at least 20 feet in diameter and probably right. 12 foot tall. It was um, you know, metallic in colour, dark grey, but it also was textured. So you could see it had you know, some sort of yeah, texture yeah. to it. Okay. okay, so it's just sitting there, no noise. And he says it had a, a big dome. He actually called it a huge dome. That's what he called the craft. But he said it was a big dome on top. And he called what he said was like a flange around the side. Mm. Now, um, to best explain that, if you don't know what I mean by flange, is um, if you imagine folding like a piece of folded metal yep. uh, around the edge, that's essentially what it had. And on 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 this folded metal that went all the way around it, like the you know, so if you imagine the the shape, it's like Saturn, you know, with a ring around yeah, it. Yep, okay, yep. so um, that's what he saw, and it had or on this flange, it had these T shaped. What he calls blades. Obviously, he doesn't know what they are, but they look like blades. So there's T-shaped blades sticking up. There's probably quite a few of them, maybe mm. twenty around this, around this, sticking up from this flange. Anyway, he stood there and he's, uh, you know, he's looking at it and he's, um, in, you know, awestruck and you know that. And then next thing he notices is these two objects drop out from underneath it. And he, he, he said again, these were the same color as the object, grey, um, possibly metallic. And there was uh, about three feet in diameter, two balls, but they had six spikes sticking out of them. You know, like the old um, mines that we used to drop in the sea? Yeah, yeah. Took a few yeah, yeah. Something like that. A yeah. bit like that, yeah. but the spikes were a bit longer. Okay. okay. And they drop on the floor and start rolling towards him. And uh, he's just can't move. He's just. You know, so, something, so the craft is actually emanating something out to, seems to, to like stun it. It seems that way, because, yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. it, it could just be in shock, you know what I mean? But it, it, it's yeah, always even... I think if it was in shock, it'd be a, 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 a flea or fight, wouldn't it? Mm, you think so, wouldn't yeah, you? But but, he, so he stood yeah. there. These things rolled towards him. Um, he actually felt like he was being tugged. He actually felt like they was grabbing his trousers, um, tugging him towards the craft, making him, well, try and drag him towards yeah, the craft. Yeah. Next thing he knows is he smells this, what he said was a sickening odour. And he just, with well, that's the last thing he remembers. Right, okay. Before he remembers waking up on the ground. Um, so, yeah, so he wakes up on the ground. He's uh, groggy. Uh, his dog's still there. The dog's in there. He goes, the dog's running around in a panic, which it would be, you know, because he's, yeah, he's just, he's been unconscious. We don't know how long for. And, he's, and the dog's running around in a panic. And he goes to shout the dog, say, um, stop, you know, calm down. But he can't get his words out. So he realizes at that point it's something not quite right. He's br- he's bruised, he's battered, he's got you know a bit so of. So he's actually been steamrolled then. Yeah, <laughs> it looks almost like these spikes. things you know, run over him. But he he um, tries to get up and he can't get up to walk. So he just crawls 
crawls towards his truck. He gets to the truck and he gets in the cab and he tries to operate the radio, but he can't speak. So he's, he's, you know, he's ringing back to base saying, you know, trying to communicate, but he can't speak physically into the yeah. microphone. He's, so he, he abandons that idea. So he, he thinks, well, I need to get out of here. I need to get home. So he jumps in the cab and he tries to drive, but it come quite apparent after, you know, a few meters or so that he just couldn't drive. Yeah. You know, he's just body couldn't get his body to, to coordinate, to drive. So he, he flops back out the cab and he crawls. Mm. For quite a way, he crawls. Yeah. He's, like his, his wife said when he got home, he's absolutely caked in mud. But anyway, he crawls for a bit and eventually he's able to regain a bit of strength mm. and he managed to walk, walk the remainder at a distance home. And he you know, he comes in the house and he's covered in mud. And uh, his wife says to him... Um, What's happened? What's happened? Mm. She thinks he's had a car crash. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't. Yeah, you know, like I say, his yeah. clothes are dishevelled. He's, he's, you know, his hair's messy, covered in mud. He's got blood and bruises. And um, he says, "I've been attacked." And she says, "Oh, you know, you know, what's attacked you? Who's attacked you?" And all that. And he says, "He's, he's been attacked by a spaceship." Anyway, at this point, she thinks he's gone crackers, and she says, "Well, I need to ring the doctor because, um, you know, you lose yeah, your marbles." Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So anyway. He says, no, no, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So he says, I need to get cleaned up. Mm. You know, so he, he makes his way to the bath and she rings his boss. Um, Bob's boss was a, 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 night, a guy called uh, Malcolm Dumond. And um, she rings him and she says, tells him what's happened and mm. he's come back in this state and all that. And he says he's been run over by a spaceship. He didn't say run over by a spaceship. <laughs> run over by a spaceship. Yeah. Um, he said he'd been attacked by a spaceship. Anyway, um, so this guy says, well, because he knows this guy and he's an upstanding guy. He's worked for him for years and years and yeah, years. Yeah. I think he was 61 at the time when this happened. So, you know, he's an old boy. Mm. He's one of them straight up and down guys, big Scotsman, dumb yeah. techno shit. And when this guy, this uh, Malcolm heard the story, he said, I've got to come and, got to come and speak to him. Yeah. So actually he comes over and he, he, he basically interrogates him while he's in the bath. <laughs> so he goes in there and he says, uh, what, what happened here? Because he's got these cuts and that. So um, he tells him a story, tells him where it happened. So he says, right, I'll tell you what. I'll go back there and have a look, you know, and bring, you know, so obviously his truck's still there and that. So he goes out, Malcolm goes out. In the meantime, the doctor comes and examines right. uh, Bob. Then he finds there's a, a cut on his leg, what he said was a scrape, and a scrape under his chin as well. But other than that, he was he wanted to be, him to go for tests at the hospital mm. to make sure that he wasn't suffering from, um, you know, um, concussion. So he, he t- does take himself off to the hospital, but... He's waiting that long that he he wants to know what's going on, so yeah. he eventually leaves the leaves the hospital to go and meet Malcolm in the forest. Uh, by the time he gets there, the police are already there because Malcolm's gone there and he's seen these tracks on the ground yeah. and these holes, which we'll come on to in a bit. So um, anyway, he gets there and his wife comes with him and they're there and they see what's happened. But the doctor, um, obviously at this point, can't rule out you know that like he struck his head or something. And he's just you know because he never actually went for the test. But we have to. We have to just go by his word and, the, you know, the damage and that, and the evidence on the ground. So the police come, they look at this, they go to the clearing, the cordon off the clearing, and they see, fairly obviously, the ground was pretty soft at the time. Yep. Um, and he sees um, these, what they, what they call caterpillar track marks. You know, like um, one person described them as a ladder. You yeah. can imagine a ladder, that's what it looked like in the ground, mm. these divots. And they went on for about two and a half metres. And then after that, there was these holes in the ground, circle holes. Now, I remember the police hadn't heard the story yet. Mm. Uh, there was holes in the ground, and it was said it was three inches deep and probably 40 holes. Uh, and again, he said these balls had spikes on, so you, you, they would leave potentially 
holes yeah, in the yeah. ground, yeah? So again, the police haven't heard the story yet, and they're just looking at the evidence, but they could see straight away that there was nowhere, no other tracks leading to the clearing. Mm. So looking at the evidence, they said, well, this object must have come straight down. Yeah. Because it hadn't drove in and hadn't driven out. Yeah, um, but they did the work. They did what they could. They took all the pictures they got, and they checked all the forestry mm. um, vehicles to make sure these tracks didn't match any of those vehicles, which yep. they didn't. You know, they couldn't make it match any of those, so they was flummoxed by it. Um, like I say, the only thing they could say is that this object came vertically, vertically down. Actually, one of the points on this is that the, obviously he was assaulted and his, his clothes went uh, off to be checked, you know, yep. forensically yeah, checked. Yep. And the scientist who looked at the clothes said they, they, he had punch holes all the way down his clothes and the scientist said these have been grabbed, um, pulled up, you know, um, tugged mm. through. So it's not like um, it's not like he's fell and he's, you know, like when you tear material, it rips sort of yeah. upwards in a yeah. way. Well, these have been like punched in, if you like. Yeah. So the, this, the guy who looked at the um, the trousers said, yeah, he's... he's uh, his story, you know, matches the evidence. Matches it, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the police, like I say, they were a, they couldn't make head and tail of this. You know, they what well, could have put it down as so. They eventually, it went down as a assault by person or persons unknown. That's the official. Yeah. Um, it's as far as they could go, really, with that one. But um, yeah, I, I think. Um, well, there's something like that. The thing that came out the craft seemed to me that could be drones. You know, some kind of. Take samples yeah, or some stuff. Like, yeah. Obviously, that he was there. It was he there at the wrong time and <laughs> the wrong place. You know, he was. They come there. We'll take some samples. Hey, who's that? Well, he's, he sample he, him. You know, like he said, he, he he felt like he was being pulled towards it. So, so possibly, yeah. He shot out to get him. Yeah, yeah. To, re- to recover him. Um, Absolutely, but it sounded like he was in the wrong but, place at the wrong, wrong time. Again, yeah, the craft could have been some sort of. Scientific drone, yeah, it? yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it yeah, sounds it, like it could have just been I in mean, the wrong place spikes wrong time. Seem like to, you know, in the hole, it could be just taking yeah, taking samples, yeah. taking samples. But, um, interesting, I think he he died in his uh, the 2007, I think it was, and um, he was in his 80s at mm. the time. But from that day that it happened to the day that he, he never changed his story, mm. um, it just he said that's what happened, yeah, so make of that what you will but uh, yeah getting run over by a spaceship that's a new one well, yeah well I've got a good one going to, <laughs> good one to tell you soon mate anyway I'll, I'll do another one for you right this is on the 27th of January 1997 right a man in Ebb Vale South Wales claimed Ebb to see Ebb, yeah in Wales yeah claimed to see a mystery object as he was driving his car in his report to Ebervale Police the following day the man from Newport said his car was surrounded for five minutes by a tube of light which swept towards him from the northeast. Right during this time, both his radio and mobile phone We're stopped, useless, yeah. stopped working, which is quite common. Absolutely isn't it? common. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, this incident takes an even bizarre turn when the man reports feeling ill following his brush with this encounter. The report said he felt and was indeed sick, physically sick. Later, he's still ill to this day and he has developed a skin condition. Now, the report goes on to describe this encounter. He said it seemed like a, a, a massive star moving towards him. The ca- uh, and it, it was really bright. Mm. There was no sound. There was no aircraft. There's nothing. There's no yeah, sound yeah. at all. Um, no flashing lights. No, nothing like that. It's very bright. It, was, it surrounded him. He, all he remembers is uh, feeling very, very sick and ill. And was very frightened. Now, what I think the last bit said got, got to me was quite interesting. Because he said, the report said that man's car was left covered in dust and dirt. Mm. 
How strange. Mm. You know, unless this craft came in, it, it, maybe it was so it's magnetic stuff. Yes, it somehow was like, it's kicked up. It's kicked up dust. You know, it, yeah. yeah, from there. You know. Um, so yeah, that's as I said. That's it's quite interesting. That one there. Right, I'm, I'm going to read one. I'll leave the, I'll leave the second one to last. I'll see <laughs> for the best. But I've got this one here from Australia. Now this lady didn't want to give a name out, okay? Mm. And, then, and we're talking. This is it happened in 1976 in uh, um, Australia, right? In 1976, I was hoovering my sitting room floor at about noon. Suddenly, I felt quite ill. And I thought I was going you know, to be sick. I can't remember what I was doing last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Carry on. She, she wrote these down, so. Anyway, she said, I sat down on the sofa to see if the sick feeling would subside. Yeah. Then I saw that I was not alone. That's what happens to me when I'm moving as well. Yeah. <laughs> I get sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. I don't do it. I like the wife do it. <laughs> so he said, there were three strange little people hmm. standing alongside the sofa. Wow. Never happened to me before, anyway. Just looking at me, I froze with fear as I had never seen anything like them before, not even in the films. Mm. She said two of them were short and fat and about four to about four to four and a half feet tall, with broad faces and had enormous black eyes. Same again, here we go, the yeah. black eyes again, aren't we? Yeah. Um, anyway, she said they are wispies, uh, wispy bits of brown hair at the back of their heads and they were wearing brown str- shrouds or robes. These beings, I knew instinctively, were the workers. Now, we've gone about, again, drone, uh, the greys, and we're not going to go into that anyway. No, I'm just, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. They are most commonly referred yeah. to. Um, anyway, she yeah. said, she, I'm just going to, it's, it's a little, I'm just going to make this quite basic. Anyway, she said they um, basically said to me, they started to communicate with her tel- telepathically. Mm. Um, but she said they were, they got kind, they got, these lot got, seemed to get quite aggressive. Uh, that they wanted to take her somewhere. And they was pulling her. Like they wanted to go with her, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Right. He says, anyway, I was very frightened, but I could still communicate and understand. I was so frightened because it seemed they were pulling me away. I had to struggle to resist them. So obviously, they wanted to, you know, try and overtake her, whatever. At one point, I remember falling down and trying to crawl towards the door. I must have fainted or something because I have no memory from that. Uh, when my husband came home about the usual time, I realised I had I'd lost about four hours. Mm. So again, she's lost time. So they tried to take her willingly. And, uh, and she said, I still have no expa- explanation for this. Now, this is my favourite. Well, that, so, you know, that sort I mean, of, that sort of encounter, that... We that, hear that about all the time, yeah, don't we? And if the you go back, black eyes, right back the into history, that's exactly what someone would say. You know, possession, wouldn't they? That, yeah, absolutely. They, they're telepathic. You know, they call the workers because they're just kind of slaves. Valor on last week, and she she will tell you that a lot of these old fairy tale, uh, fairy reports, yeah. descriptions. Uh, uh, what you've just described there is exactly what people were describing. In the Victorian time, yeah, different in times. times years, yeah, I, years I had ago. a friend uh, many years ago who claimed that she had uh, had little people come into a house and they had um, all this kind of equipment, but they never bothered her. Mm. I, 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 at that time, I'm going back at the early nineties when I used to know this lady, and I thought, yeah, all right, so she, you know. But then when you hear stories about other people, yeah, you yeah. think. Did she really have these little people mm. come into her home? So she could you see know, them. They were just, she said, she said, oh, they come in and they just walk through the door, they go through here, and the camera was all the little equipment, I think. Like scientific equipment. Yeah. Did she say what they looked like? She it was very small, just small people. So not so pretty similar to this. Possible, yeah. yeah. And I, at that time, I didn't really know anything about this. So I said, How yeah, old okay. was she? Hmm? How old is she? Um, so, she was, hopefully. Val, uh, a wonderful lady, taught me a lot. Uh, she was around. 
at that time, uh, maybe sixties, uh, middle mm. sixties. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, when I there's, there's, I've been digging and researching, listening to um, a lot of stuff, and but it's my favourite. Now, if this is true, right, which I think it is, because it, it's it seems like a so bizarre. This first time I've heard of a UFO trying to. I know it takes people. What <laughs> it starts taking a car as well. All right. You know, so anyway, my this guy, my name is Patrick Knowles. My family and I have been the victim of media frenzy since first telling our story. They said here we've been ridiculed. We've been, you know, or everything. So yeah, we, the usual shit. Usual yeah. shit. Um, we've been like people said, "Oh, you've done it for money, for this and that," but we didn't. They just want to tell the truth. What happened that night? Anyway, it happened on January the twentieth, nineteen eighty-eight. My mother, two brothers, uh, and I were driving from Perth to Melbourne. We were going to drive straight through in shifts, but we planned to cross the desert at night when the heat wasn't too bad. Mm. By 2.30am, we were were in the Nullabar plane. We stopped for petrol and switched drivers. Sean was driving and I was in the front seat next to him. The road was empty. Suddenly we saw a bright yellow light up ahead and Sean slowed down. As we got closer, the yellow light seemed to be emanating from an egg-shaped object, hovering just above ground level. We thought we might be seeing things, but then a caravan passed going either way, and it swerved sharply to avoid the luminous egg, so that obviously they saw it. The closer we got to it, the more we realised it wasn't a normal vehicle, or a road signal, or anything like that. Sean swerved to avoid it, and we continued on, leaving it behind. Right, suddenly I'm like, we've done, you've pissed off now. Because mm. it says, suddenly the object started uh, come towards us. It appeared to accelerate with tremendous speed. We drove on and literally it literally chased us. The faster we went on to get away from it, the faster the object went. Well, I'm going to go. He reckons they reached, they was going 125 miles an hour. Okay. Uh, but it, it, it said it caught, up, it caught us up in within a matter of seconds. Then Sean made a, U-turn, a sudden U-turn and headed back west in the direction of the petrol station. Not 125 miles an hour. Well, he obviously handed it. He's going pretty, you know. He was, he was okay, uh, hitting the floor, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, he said, I don't know how the hell he was flying because it didn't have any wings or anything or anything like wings. It mm. just kept coming after us. Yep. Sean made another fast U-turn. Not 125 miles an hour, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> He's like, look at now. He said, but the UFO turned as well and kept pace with the car. In mm. in the back seat, everyone was scared. He said the dog started barking and whining, so the mm. dog's in yeah, the back as well. Me, yeah. Okay, now this is this is what I find bizarre. Okay, this he says. Then suddenly we were hit. It shot a beam of light out and punctured our back tire. The back tire was on fire. All right, mm. uh, we started so sliding. Obviously, used heat rather than yeah. yeah. He said we started sliding across the road. I realised if we braked, we would have we would have to confront the UFO, but Sean didn't have any choice. Then it landed on the roof of the car and picked up the car up. Uh, it lit up the car like a microwave. The heat was intense. Our hair was standing straight up, and we felt really funny. I think you would do, wouldn't you? <laughs> like we were being dehydrated. It was awful, frightening, like our brains were being sucked out. My fear was that I would be pulled out of my body. I put my hand out the window. Uh, I touched something something spongy that burnt my hand. I thought it was going to die. You could actually feel the car rising in the air. The car began to fill with a thick black fog. It was so hot and all this soot. This junk started covering, our, uh, covering us. 
our voices our voices started changing you know how a, a tape deck sounds when a battery starts to go yeah, flat yeah. okay yeah yeah that's what it was like obviously now you're talking time yeah that to yeah. me it's like yeah. you know that this way you yeah, get the time displacement sure, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. Th- that's what it was like then i passed out i came to when i heard a tremendous noise like a bang and our car suddenly dropped back to earth dawn was coming up the thing i the thing that i saw it just flew away that's the last we saw of it i had to change the tire and we tried to clean out the black soot so where does black soot come from mm. that's quite strange uh, there were marks on the roof of the car uh, as soon as we could, we drove fast to the nearest roadhouse. We were too shocked to talk for a while. Uh, then we realised we had lost. They had lost again a couple of hours. You know, they lost it. Uh, the funny thing was, they were already looking for us. Or the, the police, some kind of incident happened, and the, I think it wasn't just them. They said that uh, those witnesses saw this. Mm. So you know what I mean? They, but so the police were interested. The police were looking for them. The reports state that why they the witnesses uh, saw our car being picked up off the road and shaken violently. It's like a grabber, isn't it? Mm. You know, like you take yeah, your yeah. car, you grab it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the police inspected our car and noticed the ash, the bad smell, and the dents on the roof. They were they was convinced something had occurred. They took us to hospital where we were treated for burns and shock. But then the media got all of the incident, and then of course, you know what happens mm. when the media gets the media. You know, it just says my family does not need proof of this sort because we all know what we witnessed and what we went through that night. Mm. Now that is quite bizarre. I mean, I've never heard of a, a UFO trying to take a cat. No, I'm not taking a cat. I've heard of. Um, I think there was a, there was a girl on um, uh, probably scared podcast just recently who who claimed something very similar like that. Mm. She was hit by a, a bright light, you know, too bright you couldn't even look at it. Yeah. And uh, the car shook violently. She actually heard it banging on the roof. Yeah. It's, so it, very similar to that. So yeah, people. Obviously, the, the, the what it was try to take the car with the people inside. I wonder where they went for four hours though. Two hours. Oh, this, hours, yeah. yeah, that's the other story. They, they yeah. failed, oh, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, they, they, well, these people, yeah, they they said they lost two hours, mm. but it, it said then the report they they some witnesses saw the car go up and shake violently. So there was witnesses to say, "Hey, I've mm. seen that. I saw that." You know, so it, it's credible, isn't it? Yeah, that's credible. I mean, they're not they're not controlling time as such. They're more just making you forget about it. Unless they? they come from another. Um, uh, part of time. Yeah, See, so when they, if they if you if you get some like they take they take they took the car they, take, they won't take the car away, and those can go back to their time. Then that time displacement will start, won't it? Mm, yeah, but, take, as you take, oh, yeah, but, you know, you, you, but it don't go the other way. It don't go like um, like the, the the journey should have took. Yeah, and as you were saying that, I've heard I've heard stories like right. this as well, where the journey should take two hours and they get there in like half an hour. Yes, yeah. impossible. Yeah, that's so, it. So the, the yeah. time the time was lost. They they, they lost two hours. But it could have happened for four or five minutes. Mm. It's, that's quite strange. But it's, it's a great story. Yeah, great story. But um, again, they they were they also what interested me was when it when it picked them up. They was like the bit like they said that there was like to be, there was like um, being microwaved. Mm. You know, the heat, that, the smell, the odor, being there, they, the, oh, burning air that stinks. Yeah, he said he tried to put his head, uh, hand out the uh, out the oh, driver's door, foolish. and it was like it was a spongy that kind was, of uh, stuff, and it burnt his hand. Obviously, don't go on many roller coasters, does he? No, no, he won't put your hand out. No, <laughs> I say don't put your fucking out hand out on the roller coaster, no. but you'll put your hand out. And the dogs was going crazy as well. The dogs was going, obviously the dogs would know as well. So, but yeah, that that was that's another story in Australia, but. You know, 
we're interested in the after the effects, the sickness, the... I can't see these, what we've done today, some of us, and of these people, all these beings being advanced. Mm. I can't. If they still give out radiation and make people sick, then, you know, it can't be advanced as we know. You know, people say, oh, yeah. they've got this craft, they go there, but if they come over, look, come over to you, and you they put radiation out to you, they're not, they're not really advanced, are they? Mm. Really? They're still using be, kind of... It might not be radiation, but you've got to remember, they don't care if they fucking kill you. I'll give a shit. I'll give a shit. So, no, no, so absolutely. They're not... They're not they're not like doing it. Um, we know you've been. This is the best way for them to do it. It's not the best way for us. So you know, I think a more advanced uh, would use the, uh, the the Earth's energies and you know, boom, boom, boom. Uh, you're quite you're thinking of a. a I'm, a, I'm using government. I'm, I'm, I'm government. Uh, again, I'm, the government's killing people all the time. Well, that, that's the so, plan. Anyway, so it's definitely it? not. Um, well, I'm worried saying, about what it, what it does. No, no, to no. People. I'm saying. But I should point out though, um, in that in that previous case with the guy who got run over in Scotland. The skeptics argued that he'd just seen um, someone had been laying water pipes in the forest, and he'd seen a, a, a refraction of through this water vapor and all the rest. That they'd seen a reflection of um, a magnified version of Venus um, and all the rest of it. Uh, and then he, he fell over and banged his head, and that's that's when he got the. Best Anybody from. with half a brain cell would say, "Yeah, that's a lot of crap." Mm. Again, yeah. like I always say, if you don't fucking know what it is, you don't say you don't fucking yeah, know. That's don't it. start making shit yeah, up. Don't like bullshit. That. You know. Um, the thing is, we'll never know, will we? He saw what he saw. That's he, we got. All we got is his account of yeah. what happened. So we we're just got to take it on face value. But um, again, you know, skeptics, fucking, and again, that's why we're looking at today. We're looking at the, the effect, after effects yeah, on these the sickness and all the rest sickness, of it. Because yeah. I, I go out every night and I look at fucking the stars. I look at um, you know fucking Mars and fucking all. Yeah, this. yeah. I yeah. never feel sick. You know what no, I mean? No. And, and never for weeks, my fucking ears falling out. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? So yeah. So. Fuck off, skeptics. Yeah, that's all. Man just does that anyway, you know. So it's all right being skeptical, but when you're yeah, taking but, but it, but we too, know the, the trolls know. out there were paid by the yeah. government to when you're put going too, misinformation out there anyway. Too so, far to explain. Because you know, yeah. again, they're only explaining one aspect of it. Oh, yeah. you saw that, but how do you explain the tears and your clothing? Yeah. Like, I don't have to because because that's what you saw. Yeah, but you have to. You can't. You can't just say that and not explain this. Well, I can, and that's what they do. It's like Ray Rendlesham, isn't it? Yeah, like we talked about. Skeptics will say, "Oh, it's a lighthouse. It's a lighthouse. Lighthouse." Yeah, no, but they never but, look at the the pattern between Rendlesham and, and Maelstrom Air Force yeah, but, Base. But it's somebody, exactly the yeah. same. Exactly the same craft was witnessed. It did exactly the same things. It was seen on radar at both both bases. It made the nukes in there on both yeah. bases. Yeah. So, it's, so it's a even, pattern. Even the servicemen uh, got payouts. For, yeah, for radiation on main. So you know where was that from? Yeah. yeah. Well, again, when it comes back to that payout, that it was. Um, was it Penniston that got the payout? Burroughs. Burroughs got it. When it comes back to that, it looks to me like they know a bit more what happened than... Yeah. Um, I think the payout was more yeah. than radiation. It was the, more like, yeah. keep your mouth shut, I'll give you a nice yeah, little exactly. payoff. I yeah, think, yeah. I think yeah, they know a bit so, more yeah. than what they're letting on. Yeah. What they're allowed to let on, probably, because they've got pensions mm. and all the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think that, that comes into play, definitely. That Not not saying that he's not sick, because he is sick, because he mm. would get sick. Yeah. But, um, but yeah... I, I think this guy, what he's on about here, this Scottish guy, I think he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, I, I think this craft time, came yeah. in. I, yeah. I think this craft came business, in yeah. to take some sa- samples, yeah. blah, blah, blah. They saw him there, thought, yeah, let's get some more samples, you know, you have some of this. Yeah. Shall I go next? Yeah, you go next, mate. Yeah, so obviously when we're talking about uh, UFO cases with After Effects, I think everybody, you know, that's into this subject is going to be familiar with the Betty Cash and Vicky Landrum incident. Um, so... 
I'm just going to do it briefly, yeah. you know, because yeah, we yeah. don't need to go into it massively, because I'm not really looking at the case itself, just as more the after effects. It's a great but story as well. This. It is a great story. But it is. For those who don't know, just in case, then what we've got here is a case that happened in 1980, uh, December 29th, 9pm, uh, Betty Cash was driving... As far as I'm aware, Vicky Landrum and her grandson, Colby, who was seven at the time, were all in the car. Right. All present. And I was driving home to Dayton, Texas. Went down an isolated road in the, in the middle of a dense, dense wood. Yep. Okay, so the first the, all the first seat is a light above the treetop. And again, they even say that themselves, they didn't really pay much attention to it because the airport, Houston Airport, was only 35 miles away. Ooh. So you see planes coming in and out yeah. there all the time. So it was, You'd you used know, to that, Yeah, a light yeah. above the tree. Yeah, yeah. No bother. Yeah. So they're driving along. But then this light seems to circle back round and come in front of them. And again, at this point, this is a bit unusual. And they noticed that it was almost, a, it was a diamond shape. Bright, Ooh. bright light, but it was a diamond shape object. This is still at treetop level. Right. But they did notice that there was flames coming from the bottom of it. And this is really unusual. In a, in a, in a, I mean, I've heard UFO cases where they take off and they leave a scorch mark in the yeah. ground. Yeah, but they said actually coming from the bottom of this object, there was uh, flames and it actually they actually felt heat off it. So it was definitely mm. you no know, flame as well. So I know Vicky was driving. So she stopped the car and um, the... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I was right. Betty, Betty was driving, but Vicky said, stop the car, yeah. stop the car. You yeah. Know? She she was uh, born again Christian, and she took this as a sign, <sighs> this di- this flashing diamond in the sky. Yeah. Fire she took it as a sign as you know, the second coming or whatever. So she's turning around, because Colby's a bit worried by now, and she's turning around to him saying, don't worry, it's Jesus, he won't hear us, you know? And so, um, yeah, the flame's coming out, yeah. Yeah, but, so yeah. she sees this, she thinks Jesus. So she stops, <laughs> she wants to stop the car to get out and have a look at this, you know? Yeah, I would. It's the second I would. Here. We'll think it's Jesus like, but so, I'll uh, <laughs> get out both, of the car. They both jump out of the car, Betty and Vicky. Anyway, like I say, Colby's not taking this too well. Yeah, so, he's, well, he's a young, yeah, young, exactly. young child. So he's seven year old. Yeah. So Vicky has to jump back in just to calm him down. Yeah. Um, but Betty remains outside the car for a little bit. In fact, she remains out there that long that the car has a chance to heat up from these flames and she can't even get back in because the handle was red hot. So she's actually actually cover her hand with a jacket yeah. to, to open the door to get back in. They do say that the, the inside of the car got that hot, that the vinyl that was covering the dashboard, mm. she put her hand on it and that handprint, like her hand melted into it and that was visible for like weeks after the event. Mm. Um, but they didn't take any mm. pictures of it, so there's no pictures of it, unfortunately. Um, but they had other things to worry about, so we'll, that's why we'll come yeah, on yeah. to that. So, um, they're back in the car. Next thing they know is these Chinook helicopters come. Well, they reported helicopters later. They identified them as Chinook helicopters. For those who don't know, they're the, the yeah. troop carrying helicopters with the two rotors. Yeah. Um, and she was, uh, the, rec- the, the court, they reckon there was 23 helicopters, at least 23 in the sky. Um, and again, the objects moved into the distance. They carried on with the journey. The objects and the helicopters moved off in the distance, almost okay. travelling together. So at this point, they're thinking well, it must be some sort of military craft, obviously. So they get home, and they all suffered. All three of the, the people involved suffered nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, an absolute weakness of the body, yeah, a burning sensation in the eyes, and almost a feeling of being, you know, the sunburn feeling, yeah, you know, where your skin dead that. Okay, so everybody, over the next few days, most of them recovered fairly well. Right, okay. Um, apart from Betty, she was 
getting quite worse actually. But remember, she was the one who stood for the longest outside, outside, yeah, outside the car. That's it, yeah, not, so she'll be affected not more. Not that a car is going to um, affect you, uh, save you from radiation. So we might be looking at some sort of light energy or something yeah, that's affecting people that's more, more than radiation like, but it sounds like more microwavable than somewhat, but you know but the car's not going to protect you from that you think wouldn't you well not really would it but anyway she was outside the car she her symptoms worsened in fact she had to be taken to uh on the 3rd of january so what's that a few days after isn't it she had to be taken to the er with uh big blisters big painful blisters on her skin right okay uh, and actually big lumps of her skin were falling off and even paint, uh, even a hair clumps of hair were falling out. So right. definitely radiation, kind of. Uh, yeah, she stayed in there for twelve days, uh, got let out only to be returned in fifteen days later. She was back in again, and this not gone away. Now they did try to sue the government. They did try and say that this was obviously a military aircraft because they're seeing helicopters. They couldn't yep. prove that the helicopters were in the sky and that the military wouldn't go along with that. So uh, they didn't get a payout in the end. But again, you know what's causing these effects? This is not looking at. Your, your typical aircraft in the sky. This is not looking at Venus. No. For free people to suffer the same. You know, I would be worried, really, when if, if you get out there, I'd see that a triangle, what craft it was, with flames coming out, I'd be then dubious then. Mm. Why is the flames coming out? You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the it, flames that's weird. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's quite weird. I mean, you know, that means some kind of not really uh, advanced technology, but maybe something that is more bit more than us mm. but with low duration but then you said as you said the, the, the car got really really hot started to affect the car the, it's, the it's, flames it's metal you know yeah the flames because it obviously brings to your mind that this craft was some sort of uh, you know like a hot air balloon with the flames but, yeah, yeah. but maybe the flames are a byproduct of what's actually going on mm. rather than the craft emitting them itself you know it's maybe not making the flames maybe whatever it's doing is causing the air to burn or whatever but um but again, the after effects, you know, three people saw the same craft, suffered the same. Uh, did the child, did the child then call this Corbin? Did he? Yeah, there was all, all sick and all that. affected. Yep. It's obviously been in the car, didn't really give no, him not, much protection. Not, not, not to the extent. Well, obviously, he wasn't affected to the extent Betty was, but he's still affected. Yeah. But yeah, but um, again, you know, like I say, this is not looking at Venus. This is not looking at. No. You no, know, this point is of light in the sky. This is, this is serious craft that, yeah, shit that's yeah. causing people harm. Um, and you can't explain that away by by just saying it's a you know conventional aircraft. Cause it's clear, clearly, clearly not. But again, like I say, this object circled back round towards him, so it was obviously looking at from that point, and it, it affected these people. So it was obviously again, if we're talking about an advanced civilization here, this not advanced, is it? Well, really? if we're talking about an advanced civilization. Whatever this civilization is, that's it. Aboard that craft, or who it belongs to, they don't care about inflicting this sort of problems no. on people. They're not there. You know, where all these people, you get the similar thing with a Bigfoot, where these people say, "Oh, the, the wonderful, you know, um, compassionate fit, beings," you know, and they want to look they, after well, us. And all, a compassionate being, you want yeah. like going a craft where we come again, down and affect my people. Well, I, you, I, I go along with um, anyway. You know, I, mean? I go along with Stephen Hawkins. He, he said the same. He said the same thing where he said. Um, the fact that they're not showing themselves means the fucking bad news. These aliens, as and you can't. Well, really... sometimes they do show themselves, don't they? You know, and then yeah, but, but not... you have accounts of all these that being pushed under the you know carpet or to say nothing. Yeah, but what he that. means is the big to ones. everybody at once because it's yeah. quite capable of doing that. Yeah, but um, you know, to me, they're not advanced at all. I think I still, I still to stay. I think they're advanced, but they just don't care about that. us. They're not interested in whether we live, die, or whatever. We're just a pet to them. Yeah, I think we've been. Here, I think we've been here millions of years before us anyway. 
I think we came on. I think we came on the ground, and you know, we entered their padlock. You know, but um, yeah. Have you got any more? Is that no? That's it. I think yeah. um, I've said I've got loads, but absolutely, uh, you know, these 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 two stood out for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, they stood out more. So again, it, again, it's a, it's it's we're not doing anything about you know abductions and stuff because there's too much of that. But we just wanted to. You know, yeah, not today. We're just looking at yeah, you know, sickness and shit. That you know. You know, so-called advanced UFOs causing, you know, uh, spilling out this radiation mm, but and again, causing people to be sick poorly, you know, especially with the dogs as well. And it's uh, I mean, if they're travelling through space, they're going to collect radiation. So it, 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 they might not be admitting it per se. It might just be a byproduct of what they're doing. But um, Yeah, but if there was advanced, they'd know anyway. Well, think about this. Um, when these astronauts go up into space... For six months or whatever on the fucking space station and that. Do you know, like, a certain percentage of their brain comes back damaged through the radiation and out there? Well, I don't know. I don't know how far they go because they only, they only oh, yeah, go certain. They only yeah, go certain. They don't go too far. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 250 miles, whatever it is. But, but even their brains are affected by radiation. Mm. So you're picking up radiation out there. All oh, yeah. The time, I, I reckon there's a lot of um, stuff out there. So these craft, if they're re entering, they're obviously going to be, you know, Seriously, fucking radiated. Yeah, but most of these UFOs uh, reports, you say they don't go up; they just disappear, blink out. Mm. So you don't see them go back up to space. You know, you see them, and they're bump, they're gone. Well, they're moving fast. Don't yeah, they? but they blink out. So that says to me that it's. Um, I reckon the time travellers. You know, time travelling back in time. Yeah. You get some of that. You know. I don't know. I don't think time travelling is possible. I think it is, and I think the government. I think, are doing it. Go, I think the government doing it today. I think that's my go, take. You can go forward by you, you can know, go sideways as well. Too close to a black hole and all that, then you, then time travels slower there. I can yeah, understand do, that, but you can't go back. If time's happened, it's happened. You can't go back. But that's been accounts of, of people going back. But I mean, yeah, some are crap. Some are yeah, just time, time slips and stuff like that. Well, that that could be more as a um, displacement. Yeah, it could be more like um, you're just looking at some energy. I think the government are doing it. I think the government are doing it. I think they've got uh, equipment to do it. Um, you know, um, I was listening. Uh, uh, I ain't listened for ages, but David Wilcock is quite good. Um, some of the people, mm. these whistleblowers coming out now, telling you what's out there. I don't believe much of it because it's, you know, it doesn't make sense. It's not logic. No. But uh, these beings that are coming here um, and taking people, taking samples, whatever. You know, I said, I said, as I said again, this Scottish guy was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, to me. So that's um, that's that then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Don't forget to join the group and yeah, paranormal uh, hangout. T-shirts yeah, come and join. Uh, almost done. Yeah, so. can't wait for that. Well, as soon as they're ready, as soon as we get the last design, the, yeah. the, 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 you know, we will but, um, s- send it out. We've been everywhere. looking at getting them printed, haven't we? But yeah. it's um, it's going to be shipping and stuff. That's going to be the price. So, like I say, if anybody can help with a donation, just head over to the website. Yeah, please. The donate button's there. You want to see the T-shirts? You'll be blown away. They're fantastic. Yeah. You know, so, especially um, summer coming out. You know, I want people to wear them and... They look amazing to me. Mm, and when we've got them, obviously we'll be giving some away, won't we? So? Yeah, no, yeah. Well, some competitions. So just be aware if you're an astronomer, looking at Venus or other planets may result in nausea, vomiting and diarrhoea. Allegedly. Allegedly.